Welcome back to another episode of the Valley Deep Mountain High podcast. As always, if you found this podcast on Apple or Spotify and are not yet doing uh, already following us on Instagram, please head over to at Valley Deep Mountain High and all of the main content can be found on that page. Tonight, I'm joined with my good friend, Matt, who served with me when I was in the military for a number of years. So, Matt, thank you very much for joining me on the show. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very welcome, mate. Very welcome. Um, so what I thought we could do is have a chat with, uh, obviously, about we met and some of the times that we had in the military. Um, and obviously, you've then done a lot of, you know, extracurricular activities, if you will, a lot of adventure training. Um, so I want to kind of sort of show off that side of adventure and, and sort of getting out there and doing a bit more with the military that's sort of unseen, really, if you will. Yeah, um, perfect. So, yeah. So first off, mate, where, where can people find you online and stuff like that? Uh, so I've got like a an Instagram account, but I'm because I'm quite older, uh, nearly forty, so I'm a bit of a tech biff. So they can follow me if they really want to. Uh, MTB underscore Matt. Um, I do post some some mountain bike stuff on there, uh, cakes and stuff like that. So prepare to be underwhelmed, but give it a go. <laughs> do not be wowed by this. It's my, you can argue yeah. it's almost maybe it's not worth having one. Well, <laughs> potentially, but you know, where would where would I post my pictures of my bike stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's one of them. I think um, when you've got a niche hobby, and I would say mountain biking is quite a niche hobby because it's expensive. Yeah. Um, what I found is obviously I, I do a bit of mountain biking, but no way as much as I would class it as a hobby. Um, it's just something that I do every now and again. But when you have people who do cycling of any type, mountain biking and road cycling, because my mate Flynn, who was on the video, does a lot. That is all they do. So they only post pictures of the bike because it's like posting pictures of your dream car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not into it, then it's, it's one of the things. It's not. It's not for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those ones. It's it's hard for people who don't do it to understand why you would do it to the extent yeah. you do, and and how much you spend on it and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you if you're not a cyclist of any kind, you'd be like, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. But <laughs> you know. cool. So um, I think me and you met each other. Um. I want to say about 2008, uh, 2009, yeah. maybe. Late, late 2008, 2009. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. A long time. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, two young land shacks. Um, yeah, who were like put together, posted together, and then just caused mischief and mayhem for everyone who knew us, really. Yeah. Um, it was um, It was pretty much like stepbrothers, weren't it? Yeah, Where, did you like, called me Nighthawk. <laughs> yeah, it's like, did we just become best friends? Yeah, yeah. like that. So from day, I think, one, from um, day one. What is a, what's what's quite hard to sort of put across to people who are listening? There's, there's a lot of people listening who aren't in the military. Um, it's really hard to put across how well you get on with lads that you serve with. Um, more so because I think there's there's a mutual respect that you, you that's not really spoken about for the fact that to get to where you've got to, you've all done the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's the, so Team Lakota, for example, nearly all of us bar one is, is I think, is ex-military from different cat badges, but there's about four or five sappers on there. Um, yeah. And all of them have kind of been vetted by, like, myself um, and Stu, and he's always been like, yeah, but how do you know they're any good? I'm like, well, they're ex, they're ex-engineers, mate. So, so it must be. Just, yeah, they must just, be all right, yeah. Just, um, yeah. Yeah, since leaving, I haven't really met anyone from from our cat badge who, who I've not really got on with, um, which says a lot about 
about the regiment really and, and, and how well we get on. And I think it's due to the fact that you do get posted around on your own. You know, you don't move as a group. Yeah, as an individual. yeah, exactly. So you've got a kind of sink or swim, isn't it, really? Like if you go somewhere new and you're not prepared to fit in or make make an effort, then... Yeah, be yeah. confident, yeah. 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 I'm pretty soon I, you're, uh, gonna, you're just going to be on your own and it's that's not a good place to be, is it? So No. Um, I think what would be good as well is, obviously, you were lucky enough, and I'll say this because, you know, I'm quite a dream, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were lucky enough to see what it was like for myself and, and my twin brother to be posted together because you're a twin as well which is quite unique i am yeah yeah um what was it what was it like from your like perspective to see two brothers posted together was it because it's not it's not it is unheard of almost you know you don't you don't get it that often so no you don't twins together is extremely rare i mean that's that's the first time i've seen it I've, you know I haven't seen it since. I mean, you've been, you're still, you know, still in. But I, have you come across any other twins that are serving together? Or no, I've come across uh, siblings and stuff like that who, you know, uh, who are in, um, but not not identical twins who, mm. you know, unless you actually know them, you can't tell them yeah. apart. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, most twins probably get that where people who who don't actually know them, mm. you know, know their personalities, have, have trouble telling them apart, but. You know, yeah. for for it to be in the same regiment and the same cat badge and kind of see see the pair of them daily, that's yeah, it's quite special. Yeah, I mean, I said to um, I was trying, I was, I was saying to our Mark the other day when it when he was on the show that <clears throat> it's quite hard to sort of describe to people what what that's like, you know, serving together like that because obviously you, you grow up and you know you do everything together growing up. Uh, and you know you're with each other from the day you're born to then suddenly be apart from each other is quite a quite a culture shock I think for you know leave, leaving home and joining the military I don't care who you are it, it's a bit of a shock to your system um, even though I'd been away a lot before before I joined it was still a bit of a shock and I think it's because I wasn't with Mark um, but to then be posted with him was just awesome it was just yeah it was great <laughs> yeah so whereas with my my twin uh, growing up, uh, we argued a lot, so yeah. it was almost like a good break when I did join the army. Uh, and you know, at eighteen, I went off, yeah. I joined, and then I had something for myself rather than still being yeah. in the same town where we grew up with the same mm. small group of friends and stuff like that. So it was quite nice that I could just go off and do my own thing. Yeah, yeah, because actually, yeah, that's that's a fair point, that because it's. <clears throat> excuse me it's kind of like a little bit of a bittersweet because you are especially when you're when you're young you know when you're like you know 10 to like you're 14 you're kind of known as the twins yeah people speak to you like you're one person yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> you know or what would happen is like i would normally you know misbehave and do something that i shouldn't be doing and they go which one are you and they go mark thinking that it would drop mark in it so they'd instantly just go yeah it was definitely Andy. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> So, you know, so yeah, that was, um, so yeah, so we, we met each other, you know, um, 2008, 2009 sort of time, yeah. um, you know, we're luckily enough to, to sort of, we were quite lucky. I think our, our, our troop commander kind of saw that we got on really well. Um, and because we were getting ready to deploy and stuff, we needed to do loads of courses. Yeah. So we were quite lucky. We went on nearly all of the same courses that were pretty awesome. Yeah, we was, together. We was away all, all the time, um, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, from, yeah. from that first day I rocked up. We um, we was away that night, just 
just done oh stuff. yeah we did yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah 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 um and then plenty obviously you know crazy nights you know like meth dues and drinking far too much yeah and all the all the things that you know the army kind of don't, don't publicize yeah um because they don't want that <laughs> um so yeah i mean that was great what was good for me is obviously you know i, I left um the end of sort of 2012 at uh, the start of 2012 um went off and, and, and did my own thing and didn't sort of um you know kept in touch with you and a couple of other lads but didn't you know because obviously your life has been you know pretty hectic being posted around and stuff like yeah. that and still being in and, and my life has moved me around doing other stuff um bumping into you um at the dsei in london yeah that was good, uh, that was, good. Was, was was awesome you know because it was not only was it good to see you've progressed in the military and you've not stayed stagnant the way you was yeah <laughs> which was great um it was instantly like being you know posted back together well, that's uh, it. That just because of the type of type of show that it was and it shows that that sort of you know that friendship you get from the military that you instantly just click and get back on yeah you, you can spend years not seeing someone and then you know it's literally like you just saw them yesterday and you're yeah you know cracking the same sort of joke with each other and stuff like that so yeah walking around and see how much free stuff we can get yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a little bit much like walking around and reading the g10 store yeah, yeah exactly like yeah that's that's that looks nice can i have that thanks very much yeah, yeah, yeah. you can yeah and that yeah. confidence though that, that confidence works you know um, yeah being that confident to walk up to someone going i think you walked up to someone and was, uh, i think it was seen to summit i went is it cup free and he went why and you went well i'm taking it and he went all right yeah yeah, like, like walk off. Th- this is this is a nice cup. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. But then when you've got like almost like a wingman with you, who just yeah. kind of can. Yeah, I just kind of smiled and was like, "He is taking it." You know. Yeah. I just went, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I've still got it actually. It's in my day set. But yeah, it, you know, to have to have a mate like who just knows the sort of personality you are and go, "Yeah, we do that." Yeah. And just... I knew straight away. I was like, as soon as I walk off with this lad. I know why he's brought a bag with him. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he's going to try and get as much free stuff as he can. <laughs> yeah, an empty day sack. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, that was a good day. That was a good day. Good, so. good. So, um, Matt, talk to me then about, um, obviously, when, when I when I left, because whilst we were both posted um, together, our, our job was quite, um, it's quite unique when you posted it at EOD and searches. It's busy, so there's not much time for, for people getting away doing adventure training and stuff. But then I know, obviously, when I left and you you were posting around and stuff, your career took a, a different path almost, and you've been quite lucky to do a lot of different sort of expeditions, which have then led into you taking up as hobbies and stuff. So, so talk to me about how how that went around. Was that was that just because you were kind of like a bit gobby and sort of said I'm doing this, or did it did it fall into place? No. So, um, I I didn't really do much from when I left EOD, uh, obviously moved into the training side of things. And um, for effectively two years, I was just in that cycle of training, prepping, tr- more training stuff. And yeah. I'd, um, I'd play a lot of like Call of Duty and stuff like that, right. which, you know, it's not as fun as it is at the time. It's not really doing anything worthwhile, is it? And then, um, yeah, Someone asked me one day if I wanted to do a bit of mountain biking. So effectively in the military, uh, if they want an instructor for a certain sort of adventurous training activity, mountain biking, hill walking, things like that, they, they basically say, does anyone fancy giving this a go, uh, be an instructor in it, and then you can do it. So um, I was already a 
MLT at the time uh, for taking recruits out on the hills and stuff. And then uh, the opportunity came up to become a mountain bike instructor. So I, was, yeah. I thought, I'll give that a whirl. Uh, sounds pretty cool. Um, and I did it. It was a two-day course. And then I could mm. take uh, a group of six individuals out on the bikes. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is really good, actually. It's really fun. Uh, I love it. Enjoy it. Um, and that kind of got me onto sort of really enjoying the AT kind of side of stuff from the army. Yeah. You know, and, and that sort of AT and sports that they have to offer, um, that kind mm. of opened my eyes up to it. That, in fact, yeah, there's all this sort of stuff you can go and do. Um, so make the most of it because it is basically a big opportunity where if you go and do it, then it might open up other things that you know, oh, I'll give that a whirl as well. I, I'll try yeah. that. Um, so that's basically where it started. Uh, 2012, someone said, do you want to do that? And I did. I was going to say, yeah, I think it was because I'm pretty certain we spoke and it was, it was about the same time as I was, you know, starting my new career doing, doing that yeah. as a job and outdoor workers. Um, I, I did my, my mountain bike instructor's course. There's something to do with like an added, like, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, again, one of the things I thought, well, I'm not going to, I don't envision myself leading groups doing this. It's not, it's not something that, you know, I want to do for a job. Yeah. But it's definitely a qualification that whilst it's here, I'll take it. Um, cause it's, you know, I think if you're going to do, if you're going to do any sort of like, you know, hobby or sport, a lot of them you can sort of, um, a lot of them, unless they're too, you know, saying that, I say extreme, but you I mean you can go to a dive shop and buy a dive kit and not need to show any tickets, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, most things that people do in the outdoors, you can you can buy and, and learn yourself. Um, yeah, there's always an element of risk there, yeah. you know, but arguably that's why people are drawn to doing these extra extra things anyway. And this, 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 you know, especially now, I think it's, you know, I was talking to one of the lads I had on the show the other day that people have been pushed to doing um, I think more in the outdoors, more so in the last sort of year, because there's nothing else to do other than that. Yeah, definitely. And people were bored and wanted more. Yeah. Um, and th- that's a side that I think that people don't see of the military now. I think they knew about it when, when we joined, because it was on the adverts for joining. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, you join the army and you can go skiing. I never went skiing. With yeah, them. that's, the, that's um, the thing. It used to be uh, an advert on TV, what's Frank doing? And Frank could either be kite surf uh, windsurfing skiing doing all this sort of cool stuff and that was that yeah. was part of the cell back in the day and then we yeah. moved to kind of more ops orientated stuff and then mm. with the drawdown from uh telic and herrick you know yeah. they, they want to kind of sell this other sort of stuff so the sport and at side of things it it took off uh, massively yeah, and it's good as well because obviously, um, I think not only does it aid in sort of retention, you know, because uh, for, 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 obviously it gives someone, it gives people something else to do when they're not training to go away. And obviously at the minute, you know, the tempo of operations has slowed down, you know, arguably to almost nothing. Yeah. But obviously, there's, there's got to be a standard there, but it isn't. You know, you're not you're not training to deploy constantly. So there's got to be something to keep people there as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And keep you interested. But also it's it's a big take on like fitness as well. I mean, I touch this quite a lot. It's like when people say, oh, you know, you go hill walking, 
you know, you don't, you, you know, it's, it's not that hard. Yeah, it is. You, you know, especially if you're doing like, you know, like a long weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's three, yeah. four days of long days out in, you know, not only in the elements but carrying weight. And, yeah, and all that sort of, So all these things appeal to, um, I think young young soldiers anyway, because nowadays a lot of them are coming in at a time when they probably do most of this stuff as a hobby yeah. anyway. You know, um, but you've done you've done some pretty uh, you've done some pretty impressive winter sports as well, haven't you, with your yeah, so I've done. Um, I mean, it's an impressive sport. I wasn't impressive at the sport, but I've still done it. <laughs> so uh, I was given the opportunity to go and do bobsleigh. So or bobsleigh, amazing. Um, so uh, one of the officers said to me, "How tall are you?" I told her, and she goes, "Have you ever thought about doing bobsleigh?" Um, and I hadn't. I hadn't even considered it. it was a you know out, yeah. outside of cool running. So I was like, "Yeah, that's that's not a thing." Um, and she's like, right, yeah, um, come out, give it a go. Uh, it was exercise racing ice, which is held in uh, e- Eagles, Ingles, Austria. Um, yeah. And I basically went out uh, and I learned how to bobsleigh. And <laughs> right. so it was literally, we got there the next day, uh, they sat us in the bobsleigh uh, and basically said, good luck, and shoved us off down uh, the run. And yeah. Um, yeah, and it was terrifying. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, so for me, obviously, I've never done yeah. that. Um, now, I'm very much in the same mindset as you. If someone said to me, do you want to come have a go? I'd be like, absolutely, because it looks insane. Yeah. Um, I want to go really quick, and it's dangerous. Yeah. Of course, you know. Um, how much control do you actually have when you're in one of those well, things? Well, uh, you can't brake. Uh, you, you're not allowed to use a brake. So oh, right, okay. If, if you use a brake, uh, it's something like a thousand euro fine. It's probably gone up, but... Uh, yeah, really? so you're literally you're you're in a big um, kind of tin, you know, plastic tin kind of thing, shooting down the ice yeah. uh, up to like seventy k uh, kph. Just kind of you you got a corner coming up, you know it's coming up, uh, and it's kind of well, I found it was just kind of pull on the pull on the steers and hope for the best kind of thing. Oh, right, um, okay. So there's not much control in them, is there not? Like, is it kind of a case of just, it really is just all well, the best? Well, <laughs> supposedly, you know, if, if, you, if you're good at it, you can have loads of control. But uh, again, yeah. I wasn't. So it's basically just two pull toggles, uh, pull left to go left, pull right to go right. And it turns the front front blades, right? Um, all the front runners. And if you can, if you can, you know, look and feel and stuff like that properly, uh, of what the mm. what the bobsleigh's doing, then you can yeah you can steer down the course, you know pretty yeah. well. But I uh, yeah I was I wasn't great at it. Um, <laughs> so on terms of uh, on scale of sort of because I mean you know I, I'm sure people listening to this aren't daft. You know it 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 looks yeah. incredible. You know um, and anything to be fair at speed low down feels a lot quicker yeah. anyway. On terms of um, I wouldn't really say fair, because um, obviously there's, there's going to be an element to shame yeah. whatever you do like that. But on terms of sort of like adrenaline, where where does that sit on the scale of stuff? Oh, like so, is it right yeah, near the it top? Was, I mean, it <laughs> it was it was one of the the best things I've ever done, and also one of the worst things because yeah. I I crashed on my first run, um, and with bobsleigh, right. uh, if you if you crash, say if you crash near the top, you you don't stop at the top, you go all the way down the track 
to the bottom. So <laughs> upside down. Exactly. Like yeah, that. and it is exactly yeah. like cool runnings. Your head uh, will scrape off the ice uh, and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I crashed. Um, we got all the way down to the, the bottom. The, the bob eventually stopped because uh, the the end of it is on a hill. So you come down right. and the hill, you then start going back up to supposedly bleed off the speed. But if you're upside down and you've crashed, uh, you go up and then you come back down and then you basically just pendulum for a little bit until all the momentum's gone. So, but I still yeah. managed to, I still jumped out of that when they uprighted us. I was like, that was amazing. And I ran all the way back up to the top, which was about a K, maybe K and a half. Yeah. And I was like, that was amazing. Going to go again. Um, and then the second time down, uh, I made it down fine. So, um, yeah. but I had like a, a 50, 50 kind of, you know, success rate, but the, but the guy yeah. who was uh, coaching us, um, was an Olympic bobsleigh coach. So he'd won, he'd won, yeah. uh, I think it was silver or bronze at, uh, one of the Olympics. And then, and he'd done that mm. through the army. And then he just, now that he's yeah. retired, he comes out and, and coaches and with the winter sports, you tend to see a lot of that. So we, we was yeah. training, uh, like at the same time as the GB development teams and stuff like that. Um, so it's an amazing, it was an amazing opportunity um, to to certainly go and give it a go. Um, yeah. I think that's the thing that people don't sort of see. Um, like I said, it's, it's quite a secretive world to the outsiders who, who yeah. aren't in it, um, you know, to, to like the civilian world almost. Um, the Navy, the Army um, and the RAF uh, are excellent at, at pushing you know, when someone shows a willingness to do something and they can get away to, yeah. to do a sport, they're all for that. But if you're good at it, um, especially winter sports, so they're big on ski, all different disciplines of skiing, you know, skeleton, yeah. sleigh, all that sort of stuff as well. You know, they will push you in. And arguably, you know, um, some of the, you know, a lot of the people who go up and to do like Olympics and stuff like that, that, you know, a lot of them are either serving military or have been in the military and that's how they, how they learn it. Because yeah. it's a great way to do something that would cost you a fortune <laughs> if you're a civilian, but you're getting paid to be there while you're in the military. Yeah, exactly. So that, um, that trip to, uh, bobsledding, basically I had to pay, um, like a, a minimum amount. I think it was about a hundred pound. Uh, and then, but basically yeah. my beer tokens as well for, you know, in the hotel and nighttime and stuff like that. But then we, yeah. we obviously have the, the sports lottery as well, uh, within the army, which we pay into monthly. Uh, you, mm. you, you can win a prize, but you can also, claim money back from what you've paid in to to pay towards this sort of stuff so it's a fantastic yeah. um thing but again that's something that people don't really use a lot of um but you yeah. know if they've only got to ask and it, it's there and available for them yeah it's, it's one of it's definitely something that i sort of saw when yeah. when i was in um unfortunately there's no way of getting around the fact that you know in all of the three services there is there is quite um because it has to be there. You know, I had this chat with one of my mates before. Obviously, you know, the basic line if you join in the military is, is any role, arm, service, yeah. whatever you're in, you know, you're there to, to do a job, which is yeah. to go to war, yeah. effectively. You know, whether that be in Navy, Army, whatever job you're doing, that that is the, the basis of yeah. why you're there. Um, that then comes with its own challenges of how they have to uh, mold yeah. you as an individual to work together to, to, to achieve this job. Um, along with the fact that you're all young lads, uh, young lads and yeah. you know young women. Um, so there's a big drinking culture behind that. Um, it's, from what I've seen, it's got a lot less than what it was, but 
it's you know it's still there because it's a big part of yeah. social life. Um, now, unfortunately, you do get a lot of lads who, when they get in, that's all they that's all they kind of sort of do. You know, like like most lads of that age, of civilians, you know, they'll go to work, yeah. they'll finish work, you know, at a weekend, they'll go out drinking, or they'll go to the football, or do whatever they'll do, and they don't make use of you know all this other amazing stuff. Yeah, that that's, you can that's do. the thing. It's it's kind of you almost um, like. You know, but I suppose you get that in any any way of life. You you'll get the people who yeah, want to do stuff, um, and then you get the yeah. people who, who don't. Um, we get asked uh, we get asked all the time. I'm I'm constantly asked by people that I know. They'll be like, um, oh, "I love what you do. Like, I'd love to be able to do that." Um, and I'm like, "Well, just you tell me when you're free, and yeah. you can come along." And like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I will do, I will do." And they never and they never you never take you up on the offer. Where I'm like, I'll take anyone in the outdoors, yeah. me. I don't care. Like, I'm all for it being there for, you know, it's free. Everyone should enjoy it. Um, you know, any any sort of hobbies that you do, you know, they greatly benefit your your life. And it's been proven that you know, obviously, you know, the more that you do, especially in the outdoors, yeah. it's better for you, for your overall health. Yeah, exactly. Like especially now, um, you know, and, more than ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's one of the, so I, I, I've, I've tried my best not to mention it on on every show, but it's difficult because obviously everyone has been affected by the effects yeah. of what's been going on uh, last year and things like that. Now, granted, you know, it, it's terrible. You know, a lot of people have lost jobs, homes, family members, loved mm-hmm. ones and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, you know, there's that element. However, you know, when you're told that you can't do anything and you can only sort of exercise, you know, once or twice a day, I saw that as a great opportunity to be like, right, well, I hate running. Um, I absolutely hate. I've never liked it. Uh, well, I'm just going to do loads of running. Yeah. So I have done, you know. And I thought, well, one, it's it, it's. I do a lot of hill walking and stuff. Anyway, I'm very lucky where I live that the Peak District is literally, you know, a five minute yeah. drive from from where I am. Um, all it did then was enable me to go from going for like a hike to going on like a little yeah. bit more of an adventure. So covering a greater distance. Um, I would say it's more difficult. However. Only the first sort of five k are pretty minging, and then after that, you get this weird high of, oh, I'm meant to run it, and then when you get home, you kind of like, yeah. oh, I've run that far, um, you know. And I think if people had used it, I mean, a lot of people have, a lot of people, and it, that all all you need to sort of look at to sort of see the sticks of how many people have been in the outdoors is the fact that if you try and buy anything aimed at fitness or being in the outdoors at the minute, there's nothing yeah. in stock anymore. I, um... I've been looking you know. for a mate asked me uh, she's after a new bike I've been trying to look for it but mm. everywhere is kind of sold out until March April time and it's that's you know yeah I think well, a lot of stuff's produced in China for the outdoors yeah. uh, especially like the raw base you know so if you buy something that's sort of you know I don't know um, might be made yeah. in the USA for example sorry any USA listeners um, yeah it might be made in the USA but some component parts to that that yeah. overall item are, you know, are going to be distributed, you know, made in, you yeah. know, Taiwan, China, wherever. And because this global network has almost yeah. collapsed, if you will, it's, um, it's difficult to, to that. And that's the bit that I think people sort of misunderstood. They kind of just sort of looked at the internet and were like, yeah, it'll be in stock. And it, it's definitely not, um... <laughs> you know, I've been trying to get a new wetsuit for open swimming, especially yeah. whilst it's snowing and that, um, and anything for your sort of average sized bloke, you know, anything sort of like medium to large, extra large in, in, in anything yeah. in the outdoors. It's yeah. just well hard to get hold of. 
And I was thinking, oh, it won't be that bad. And some of them aren't back, due back in stock until like the summer. Well, in yeah, the exactly. summer, I won't it's, need it's that one. crazy, isn't it? It's just, I mean, it, it's good because people yeah. are, are clearly getting out and doing stuff. But like I say, the supply chain's not there. And it, it's just, it's having an, an effect, which is it going to drive prices up? Possibly, but, you know, um, we, we'll have to wait. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, with that as well, it's one of them, minute like, you know, if you if you spend a lot of money on on you know mountain biking, you, you know easily spend loads of yeah. money, like, throw money at it. Um, you would kind of accept when you go into that as a hobby, it's, it's going to be yeah. an expensive hobby. Um, and you could act like we had this, I had this chat with uh, with Flynn, who was on the other day. You could almost sort of say that right once you've got it, once you've got your bike, your main yeah. expense is gone. Yeah. Um, but it's the hidden expense. Well, this, this is the thing. See. It's um, you know, I I broke my cranks, and um, that that costs like a couple of hundred quid to repair. But if you people don't appreciate yeah. it as well, if you if you buy a really good bike, they don't come with pedals. Like <laughs> <laughs> people are like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Pedals? like yeah. no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Like you you get cheap pedals for a cheap bike because it's mass produced and they, everyone who buys those are kind of at a standard where that's acceptable to them. But if you're, if you take it seriously, you know, I suppose if you're a skier, you're going to buy your own ski boots because for what works for you, or if you're a climber, you're going to prefer a certain type of harness over the next thing. So it's all um, what works for you, you know, even down to the grips, Mm. you can change your grips, you can change your saddle, you change a lot. So, you just yeah. spec the bike how you want it. Um, but if those parts aren't yeah. there, you can't obviously spec it. So, so wait a minute, if, you, if you're an absolute kid yeah. geek like we are, um, anything that we can do modular, yeah. change anything, it becomes expensive. Because you, you, I like making all my outdoor kit and, and you know, all my gear. Yeah. I like making it my own. Um, yeah. Because it works better for you. Uh, and it gives you a confidence in what you're using because you're like, well, it's, it's, it's yeah. been spec to me. Um However, you know, it does come with a cost. Um, but then there's the hidden cost as well with, with being in the outdoors. I'm saying I'm all for it, but so like um, hill walking the lakes or paddleboarding and stuff like yeah. that, that's great. Yeah. You've got to get there. <laughs> uh, and if you're going to stay over as well, you've got the cost of getting yeah. to and from, um, staying over, food, fuel, and all that sort of stuff. And there are things that like, I think if you're going to go serious into a hobby before you spend, you know, two, three grand on, a bike be like well is there a local trails because if there isn't yeah that's, travel to him that's the thing and then you've got to work him. out you know uh you know how are you going to transport the bike on your vehicle so you know a, a decent mm. a decent um bike rack for your car is going to be into the hundreds of pounds because if you yeah. are you going to trust your like potentially a couple of thousand pound bike on a, a 99 pound bike rack that you got from you know wish yeah <laughs> yeah <Halford. laughs> it's gonna be you know, yeah. so everything's kind of you know relative you need to if, if you're going to spend the money on one you can't really scrimp on another aspect of it because that's going to be your weakest yeah. point of that chain so mm. you know so on, on terms of like um so personal protection yeah. for your your bike what do you uh, do? You, do you go full body armor now? No, so I, armor, um, just, you know. I've got very good at just kind of bouncing and flopping when I crash now. So I just kind of right. A lot of people might <laughs> tense up, but when it, if I come off my bike, I just kind of flop. 
and uh, it, it, yeah, it kind of serves me quite well. I've, I've almost become an expert at crashing, um, so I can. Right. I'm, I'm, I just wear a helmet, um, which if obviously with helmets, if you, you know, if you crash and you have a bad crash, you you just need to get a new helmet. So you can't you can't yeah. buy a second hand helmet off um, Face Eight Marketplace or anything like that. You need to you need to spend money yeah. on that because it's protecting your head really. Um, you you can then wear like say body armor and stuff like that but for the trail riding sort of stuff i do it, it's not really it's not really appropriate yeah. and then equally with work if i'm taking a group out uh and guys are reluctant to buy spend money on something that they're only going to do potentially once you know and try it out when you're when you're teaching at yeah. and a multi multi-package thing if you say to them oh you need to buy yeah. this uh, you need to buy this and this and this they're going to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that in case I don't like it. So if, if you was to then rock up yeah, yeah. in full body armor, knee pads, like the lot, you're then going to mm. potentially spook them and they'll be like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah it puts people off, doesn't it? Yeah, I've noticed that with them. Um, so like, there was a big section when I was doing all my calls and stuff about you know how, how, how your appearance yeah. is as an instructor. Um, and a lot of it is to do with confidence, you know, how, how you sort of command a room and, and stand there and say, like, this is what we're doing today. I am your, yeah. you know, I am your instructor. Um, but they were like, you'll, you'll be expected to um, present yourself when you're yeah, exactly, dressed yeah. a certain way. Mm. Uh, you know, and, they, you know, they always to me, they're like, try and meet, you know, um, you know, at a cafe or in a car park away from what you're doing, because what you don't want to do is people see you yeah. fully kitted up, ready to go, because it does... Even if it's you know subliminally, it, it does put an air of sort of oh no my god what what we're we doing like yeah. this guy looks really serious and um, you know with you know, with with AT yeah. that's within the, the military that that is one of the aims of AT is to put people outside their comfort zone so you can get them to kind of um, develop themselves uh, you know as an individual and with the with the people they work with and stuff but you know you don't want to. Yeah basically force them inside themselves by going, we're going to go down this mega black run. Um, you know, we're going to be doing massive yeah. gap jumps and stuff like this because straight away, you're going to have our job getting out of the car park. Uh, and all they're going to take away from it is yeah. uh, basically the instructor was a bit of a tool and he went off uh, doing loads of stuff mm. that we couldn't do. And, you know, you've just got to develop people throughout from the start and, you know, show baby steps and stuff with them and, kind of if they like it they'll come back for a little bit more and then you know you can you can inform them what sort of kit to buy and stuff like that but you know yeah yeah there's, there's, there's a girl i know who does a lot of mountain biking she's good friends with uh, with me and brother and um i was talking to her about some of the stuff she's and she said that she did quite a bit of downhill um you know which is obviously yeah. fairly different to trail riding because yeah. it's all downhill and fast and big jumps and stuff she said um she doesn't wear full bo- full body armor anymore because yeah. they gave her a false sense of security. Where it'd be like, oh, I can fall off and I'll be fine. Well, yeah. you still yeah. get hurt. Um, you know, them trees no, don't move no, out of the way don't. when you come off at speed. You know, and I've always kind of said, I remember coming off. I come off a road bike a few years ago. Uh, I was I was <laughs> trying to set a speed camera off. Um, seeing like, I wonder if I do like above thirty, will that camera go off? Um, and I don't know what all I remember is being yeah. in the air at some point. I was a bit like. Yeah, I'm not, not on the bike anymore. Um, and 30 mile an hour 
it's yeah. three mile an hour, no yeah. matter how you get to that speed. So when you land on uh, <laughs> on said floor, um, it, it hurts, especially when all I had on was like yeah. a racing jersey yeah. and gloves. Um, yeah, I got gravel yeah. rush pretty. Luckily, I stopped pretty quick. Um, but yeah, you know, you see some, I mean, it's age when you see like some of the lads on the Red Bull runs yeah. and stuff like that. You know, and the desert yeah, stuff, and I'm absolutely giving so I'm, some. Um, I'm not. I'm not that brave. I don't. Um, I don't do the downhill kind of stuff just because. Again, I'm. I don't. I'm aware that, you know, if I snap my leg, that's gonna, that's gonna hurt a lot, and. You know, yeah. I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah, exactly. To heal. And your exactly. pride. But more. sometimes when, <laughs> um, you know, when when I've been out with group, um, I've had a small off. And it's. Mm. I think it's good for, good for them to see that you know, you're not you're not an absolute machine. You're you're yeah. human like they are, um, you know. So sometimes it's, yeah. it's not a bad thing. But you know, equally, <laughs> I suppose if you're, no, yeah, you, you, you don't, don't want to think anyone. you're like the Mr. Bean of like whatever activities you're doing. You, you know, you need you need to inspire confidence, yeah. but at the same time, show them, you know anyone can really do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so one thing that I noticed is in everything that I do now, I think in the in the outdoors, especially when I do stuff that's a little bit mad, like going underground and things like that. Um, yeah, anything underground and anything on the sea now is kind yeah. of a bit like I've got to be careful there. Um, and I wouldn't say necessarily say it's my yeah. age. Um, I had a good chat with 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 uh, Evan when I was over in the States, actually, from Hope of Gear about this. Because he had the same take on me. Basically, we were out in the desert and stuff like that, going through uh, red rocks and stuff. And um, he basically said to me, he was like, oh, you've got good mountain sense. Because I went to go up a route yeah. and was like, in fact, I'm going to go a different way. He went, why? So I explained why. And he went, it's good that. And the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah. And I think what it is, is as you get older, you, you look at things differently. Just like the consequences yeah. fall there. Um, isn't, you know... When you're a young lad, like, you know, 18, 19, you think you're invincible. Every lad does, yeah. which is why women live longer than men. Because um, you think, oh, I can get up. That's not my eye. But as an adult, as you've lived longer, you think, oh, that's quite a way. And yeah. I think as well, having children, um, when, you know, when people sort of say to you, oh, when you get married, things will change, you know, arguably, it, it, it doesn't realistically, you know, you, you, your yeah. risk level is, is the same, I think. It was for me anyway. But when I had my, my yeah. boys... Everything changed. Everything changed instantly yeah. as well. Um, it's really odd because uh, now my, my perception. Well, that's of the thing. You're responsible like, for you know for other people now, aren't you? You you need to kind yeah. of yeah. you know make sure that you are around to be responsible for them for for yeah. for a long time. But you can still, you know, I, I see you take you, you your boys out a lot. Um, I try and take my kids out. Um, they particularly my oldest particularly enjoys mountain biking. Mm. Um, with me so we go out even yeah. if it's you know wet and, and muddy um, you know the muddier the better she yeah. she likes so we just we go out and it's good for kids yeah. to see you know people doing that sort of stuff I, I, I think what's good with, with taking introducing your kids into the outdoors I've, always, I've had like I wouldn't say an argument with, with people with this um, I've seen people take kids into the outdoors and completely Mm. like wreck it in the wrong way you know like really push them and i'm like so i used to do a lot of coaching um for climbing and, and young groups so they'd be, they'd be like a young climbers group so um they'd focus on they'd be setting 
different age groups of say like you know six to you know ten ten to twelve yeah. and then thirteen to sixteen or whatever uh, and you do coaching and the aim is to obviously get these yeah. to do competing competitions and stuff like that and then get on the GB team and all that sort of stuff um, and what was what was tough at first for me was that I was you know I, I, I took to it easily because I've got my own kids and, and I, you know they love going climbing um, I'm very aware of my own kids especially um, at a point where it won't become enjoyable mm. and you can push a little bit more but then you have to kind of sort of say, yeah. If I push them too hard, I'm going to put them off, and I'm going to ruin the experience for them. And you know, and I'll wreck their their outdoor, you yeah, know, exactly. Life yeah. before it's, it's even begun, really. And what was that? I was trying to explain that to parents as well, being like, listen, you know, you might push your kid to do a route that's really hard because you might think that they can do that. Realistically, they're going to be a little bit frightened because you know, yeah. being in the outdoors and doing anything mad is a bit scary. But if you if you if they have a bad experience young and they they don't have you know, the social side yet to, to develop yeah. from that and take it as a little yeah, exactly, experience. Yeah. They just won't do it again. Um, you know, and you ruin that experience, not only for, for them, but then you then have then got more of a battle to try and get them into the outdoors. Because, I mean, Bradley was uh, probably about two or three years ago now, uh, I took him climbing and it was just me and him. And he was a bit, I remember he, started, he kind of looked at me when I was a bit scared. Yeah. I went, that's all right. You know, that, that's yeah. fine. You know, it's, I still get scared. That's, you know, that's fine. Don't worry about it. And he was like, right, okay, then, yeah. And I pushed him a little bit more. And he was like, right, okay, then. I was like, go on, mate. You, you know, you're right near the top. You know, yeah. just, just if you stand up straight now, you'll reach the top. And he was like, I, I can't. So I thought, right, okay, then. And then he kind of looked at me and I saw him sort of like tear up a little bit. And I was like, right. So I brought him back down to the bottom and was like, what I'll do now, mate, rather than you climb to the top, I'll lift you up yeah. to the, where you were so you don't have to climb. And then you, you'll know that you're on a rope and you're safe. And all you need to do then is just stand up and touch the top. And when, then he did that. Yeah. And then he was quite happy to climb it then. And I think what you do see, you see it a lot in climbing, in coaching climbing, is people will, will, won't will do that. They'll just push. They'll be like, no, nah, just do it. Do it because I can do it. And you have to remember that, you know, talking and teaching yeah. a, a child yeah. in the outdoors is totally different. To, you know, because obviously if me and you went out now and, you know, you fall off. Quite <laughs> yeah. Like I would rip yeah, into you absolutely. and laugh about it. And you would do the same because that's, oh, oh if I said, no, I'm not doing that. Like, well, now, like, I'll quite happily say things like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. If people are like, well, no, you have to. Well, no, I don't. I don't have to do anything. So, no, I'm not doing it. Um, and it, I think, again, it, it all comes with that life experience of, of how much you've done and what your perceived risk is yeah. and, and yeah. you know, your acceptance of that risk. Um, but I think starting young, I mean, because our kids are very similar age, Um you know, and I think if you can start them young in the outdoors on yeah. anything, they'll gain good discipline uh, Absolutely. From it. I mean, my my kids you know. have been um, away up to uh, up near Peak District, and there's a, there's a big bridge. You'll know the one. Um, yeah, that's the one. I know what you mean. On, and on the um, Trail. They've, they've both had sailed off that bridge yeah. um, with, uh, you know, instructors yeah. and stuff. And I looked over the edge, and I'm like, oh, I don't like heights. Absolutely be... There's no chance. I, I've done abseiling before. I've done yeah. climbing before. Um, I didn't like it, but I did it just so I could be like, well, I need to do it. I'm just going to do it. But they, they were quite happy. Um, yeah. You know, they they were like, yeah, that, that was really cool. Mm. Uh, my oldest was a bit like, oh, I didn't want to do it, but then I did it and it was amazing and stuff. So if you can kind of expose them to stuff that, yeah, you know, at an early age where they're happy to, try being out of their comfort zone i think 
that that's great. Yeah, I think what is a what's what's an interesting point on that is, um, so you mm. might not be happy doing something because because it, it frightens you, yeah. Yeah, and you can yeah. pick any hobby for that. You know, people are scared of water. You know, whatever. Um, but your your child, you know, might be all up for it. And what I think people is a good point for people to start remember is you can't let yeah. your yeah. your fear of doing something be seen because obviously, so like yeah. I see it a lot with Bradley and Freddie. So Bradley, my oldest, if he wants to do something, yeah. Freddie will follow him anywhere, and, and he's really good at looking after yeah. him and, and sort of making sure he's okay with it. The second Bradley says, no, I don't want to do that. I'm frightened. Yeah. Freddie will go, I'm not doing that now. Um, I have to really sort of like work yeah. with them as individuals as well as how they do that to get, I mean, Bradley's got to the point now where I'm like, listen, mate, you know, if, if, if you get a little bit worried, fine, just tell me that's absolutely that, you know, I will never force you to do if you don't want to do. However, if your brother sees you, yeah. you're frightened, you might be fine at that, up until that point. Um, you know, oh yeah. Well, and and it happens with adults as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've done, I've I've been doing stuff that's been a bit mad and been like, God, this is going a little bit wrong. But everyone else seems to be okay. Yeah. So maybe it's just me being a little bit worried. Um, turning back off a route, for example, is a great one for this. So like, if the weather turns really bad, I might be this yeah. is absolutely fine because I'm confident in that ability. The second someone who's a little bit worried sees you go right, okay, the decision is now that yeah. coming down. They're yeah. all for it. They're like, yep, let's go. Um, you know, equally, you don't want to ruin that experience yeah. by saying to someone we're tough. We're, we're doing it anyway. Um, but yeah, I think with 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 kids, obviously, like like you said, you know, if you're scared of heights, don't don't push yeah. them onto your kids. Like, yeah. you know, heights are bad. Stay away. Um, you know, yeah, definitely push them to do yeah. to do to do more in in the outdoors. I think it's great because I mean, you're you're quite fortunate as all well that. Um, well, wife, she, Chrissy, she she's she been out. She, as well, she? she will do it. <laughs> she does, again. She doesn't. She doesn't really like it, but she'll yeah. come out. Um, and do that, but she's she's a she's a rower, so yeah, she's more she's more than happy on the water. Um, you know, yeah. and yeah, uh, I it's again rowing something I've started doing, um, because it, it's good being out on the water. Mm. It's good fizz, um, and there's potential to get the kids out and do it as well and, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, we we are quite fortunate that we're we're quite an yeah. outdoorsy family, um. Yeah, and it's good that I think you know I think because obviously you see you see it a lot with lads. Um, I, you know, you really risk whenever you say it, but there's a lot of lads who kind of mm. feel that they need their they need permission to do something. So they'd be like, "Oh, what to do this?" But oh, my missus won't let me, and I'm always like, "Yeah, she won't let you." Like, are you an adult? Yeah, make your own decision and, and go for it then. So I think it's great when you see um, you know couples sort of either start something new and you know they, they do that together and they make it their mission you know to, yeah. like we're going to start a hill walking or a mountain bike or whatever it might be um or if you meet someone who, who's um already that yeah. way of like mad for an adventure and absolutely loves it um it makes it easy for you then because you feel like i'm yeah. going away at weekend to you know go climbing or whatever they kind of just go they either go yeah. can i come with that, you that's the... or I'll go yep that's no problem fine <laughs> The only, the only, yeah, the only downside is yeah. when it comes to yeah. uh, kit and cost. No, there's not. Well, anything. this is the thing. You know so, can be um, then. <laughs> you know, people assume that rowing's an expensive sport, but it's not because you you don't really have to buy your boat or anything like that. You've just got to buy, you know, membership and stuff like that, and then the club will provide yeah. the rest. But with mountain biking, you need to buy a bike, and then you need like the helmet, then you need gloves, yeah. and you need uh, a waterproof. So. 
when I when I started uh, mountain biking, uh, I said to I said Chrissy, uh, I need to get a a waterproof jacket for mountain biking, and she said, but you've got you've got your North Face jacket. Um, mm. At the time, I had a big North Face jacket. I was like, uh, that's absolutely yeah. not going to work. Um, and it wasn't until um, my oldest yeah. daughter started biking um, that. Chrissy really kind of appreciated mm. or actually yeah with with biking you you need kind of specific stuff so Katie's Katie's first bike was from Halfords yeah. uh, yeah. and it weighed a little bit more than my uh, adult full sus bike so so you know but at the time we, right. we did you know uh, she was yeah. just new so it was like right, we get that bike uh, and then uh, there's a brand called Frog Bikes who who were one of the first ones to start making kids specific bikes. Uh, and we, the, the difference between that and her Halford's yeah. one was night and day. And then her, her riding abilities come on massively just because from having the right kit. So, yeah, you know, um, sometimes you've just got to yeah. accept that. Yeah. I need to pay a little bit and, you know, um, yeah, yeah. You get what you pay yeah. for. I mean, like I said this with um I do a lot of archery. Um and you, you yeah. one million percent get what you pay for in, in every aspect of that hobby, whether yeah. it be arrows, release aid, bow, everything, um, sight. And I was like, Yes, my, yeah. my, my current setup is very expensive. Um when, when the club's open. Yeah. Um I go nearly every day. Uh easily five times a week. Um uh, I try and go every day if I can. Um, so I, d- I don't yeah. mind paying that money because it gets used. Um, yeah. so you to split that cost up over the year of going every day, it's, it's next to nothing. Uh, but again, these are ways of me justifying that expense to to myself. Um, however, the you know the, the starting bowl that yeah. I had was you know probably about five hundred quid all in. Um, yeah, not a bad bow. You know, most people start with a package like that. Um, yeah, and then jumping from five hundred quid to four grand is is completely different. And if I could, you know, do, if I could start again, I would have just gone straight for a top end one because I'm having to l- unlearn bad habits, and it, you get that with every aspect of any. Oh sport yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So top end bike there's um, a lot of people say, you know, it makes you know, a huge difference. The two types of bikes you get: a hardtail or a full sus. And um, a lot of people say to be a really good rider, you should start on a full sus uh, because it's it's um, less forgiving. Mm. You know, you you need to be able to pick your right lines, and yeah. you know control the bike better. Whereas on a full sus, it's you know it's spongy, so it kind of absorbs a lot of your mistakes. So you know, I I started off on like a, yeah. a three hundred four hundred pound bike, and then I progressed to you know a thirteen hundred pound bike, and then my current bike was a little bit more still, but my my abilities have come on. Yeah. As you know, I've as I've progressed, I've then got a different bike to keep up with that progression, not try to keep up with the progression of the bike, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense. And it, like, yeah, again, it's, with every hobby, it's very similar, you know. Um, plus, as well, especially with like mountain biking as well, you, yeah. you have to learn, yeah, that bike then as well and get used to that bike. So, this time that it's taken, you know. Start, I'm a big believer of, you know, start, if, you, if, you, if you're new to it and you don't know you're going to enjoy it or something you're going to be able to do, then yeah, by all yeah. means, you know, don't go all in and spend a couple of grand. Um, 
However, you know, be mindful that by going in cheap or cheaper and you, you know, the aim yeah. is to progress, yeah. it's going to cost you it's, even more than what it's yeah. worth. It's, um, um, you, know, you know, it's definitely um, with mountain biking, it's one of those sports. If you, if you want to throw money at it, then yeah, you can, you can have the latest carbon bike um, with like a carbon water bottle holder and, yeah. you, you know, carbon bars and stuff. But if you're, if you're not a good rider, then what's what's the point? You're not, you know. I'm gonna still enjoy my ride on my yeah. um, two thousand pound bike, the same as someone on there, you know, on a, on a ten thousand pound mountain bike would. So, and arguably, I might enjoy it a bit more because yeah, yeah, exactly. when I come off my bike, I don't have to worry about putting dents and scratches in it because I know the bike will still function exactly the same. Whereas if you've got a carbon frame uh, and you crash it straight mm. away, people are looking over it, looking for cracks and stuff and that that's not enjoyable that's you know yeah yeah, yeah you want to be exactly able to use like, without otherwise there's no point in doing it, it. Um, it's such... you know mm. i mean i'm i'm quite lucky where, where i live at the minute is uh, the forest that's local uh it's got some amazing trails in it uh, arguably some of the best yeah. trails like in the country you know there's people who come up from all over to come in and, and cycle there um there's, there's been a big push to sort of like, yeah, like anything to go down, you, you have to go up. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to go down again, you've then got to go back up again. So you've seen a lot more people, move, especially here, you know, from what I've seen, uh, well, I've been up in the forest, like, a lot, there's been a big move to the newer e-bikes um, for the reason of obviously makes going yeah. uphill a lot easier, but then yeah. obviously you then got to factor in the weight yeah. and cost yeah. if, you know, if it gets damaged and servicing and all that sort of stuff. Um, they, but again, they they've brought something completely. Yeah, and they've sport, they've made it a lot more accessible sort of for further. you know for people who maybe don't have the fitness um, that they could uh, you know go out for yeah. rides with people who they might not have been able to ride with, and then that develops them uh, and then develops their fitness and stuff because you still have to pedal with an e bike. Mm. It's not it's not all just like a little motor. No, so you know if yeah, you've got someone who's slightly older or just had some health issues or something like that then it makes it accessible to them that they can then get out on the bike and go for a ride but then also it's opened it up to kind of people who who just want to be a little bit lazy um and just kind of yeah Yeah. well it's one of them it's like for me to take my mountain bike to to the forest there's there's no point me putting it on my car because the time that it takes me to put it on my car and take it off my car i could have um i could have cycled there However, cycling there, it's all uphill. So by the time you get there, yeah, before yeah. you get up to the top of the forest, you're absolutely gassed. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's when the only way you can improve it is by getting fitter and doing it more and more. But then it almost takes the enjoyment yeah. out of it because you're like, oh, I've got but, to do all that first. And like, yeah. Oh, I am. Um, so I, you know, I've obviously we'll, we'll since see. lockdown, you can't travel <laughs> anywhere. So I've been going out and doing local rides and stuff. And uh, there's a few hills on that. And I yeah. kind of just, uh, mentally prepare myself as I'm going along about right there's, there's this little climb coming up and there's this and that but then e- equally I, I'm, I'm you know I'm planning to go out this weekend yeah, yeah. Um, with my mate and it's it's going to be minus something when we go out uh, so it's going to be grim uh, it's going to be really muddy yeah it's going to be cold but yeah. at the end of the day it's still going to be outside and it's still going to be fun um, you know what I mean and then I'll probably just come home and yeah. crash out on the sofa and yeah <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Ace. Yeah, mate. Yeah. 
Cool. Listen, we've come, yeah. we've, we've kind of come to the end of uh, oh, our yeah. time now. I mean, we could talk for everybody. I mean, but an hour, an hour sadly, is, yeah, is definitely. Not long mate, enough, yeah. But we'll, we'll definitely get on again and, and have another chat and stuff. Um, but mate, thank you very much for taking the time to come yeah, on, thank, on the show. It's been awesome to have a catch up with you and a chat and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, definitely, mate. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, mate. Thanks and we'll uh, we'll catch up catch, again soon. Catch you later, mate. Bye bye. <laughs> Stay safe.